Hey, welcome to Flipping Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, um, it keeps happening. Our, our, our enemies, our foes, our uh, really pretty much everything that we don't like about the world. They weep at our feet, Patrick. Yeah, they, they weep at our feet. We, I don't know what we've done to enable this, but we have... Uh, we we have we have caused so much turmoil and havoc in this college football season already just by starting this podcast. Let me just let me just restart my part with how I wanted to say this. Just sure. open the podcast from here. Well, 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 <laughs> well, 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 well. If we haven't arrived once again, little old Nikki Saban taking that regular season loss. Our enemies just can't hack it, Patrick. And, yeah. and, you know, I know we talked about it. You just talked about it now, but we are starting our inaugural bonfire of the enemies. Yeah. We're here to burn them in effigy. <laughs> uh, we're here to celebrate uh, the defeat of our foes once again uh, and, and laugh at their misery. Yeah. Can I talk my Can shit again? Can I talk my shit again? Yeah, who, who, who's in the bonfire this week, Ryan? Who do we, who do we have? First to go in the flames, it's a little Nicky Saban in Alabama. Yeah, uh, they have once again lost Texas A&M. Uh, Jimbo Fisher talked that shit in the preseason. He backed it up. Uh, no one saw it coming except for us. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I know I backed off of it last week, but you know, I think. Uh, I think basically it just took them a couple of weeks to get it right with Zach Calzada, who's now, of course, good again now that he won. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was a fantastic game. I, you know, I got back. Uh, I, I watched like the noon and first half of the afternoon games at home. Uh, then I met up with a couple of friends, went out a little bit, and then came back home just in time to see the fourth quarter of that game. The others, um, man, uh, and I'm kind of just dominated most of the football game against Bama. Bama looked unprepared. They looked discombobulated. Um, you know, they played a, a good team for the first time all season. Uh, and look what happens. Uh, they could not move the ball consistently whatsoever. Famous, they couldn't defend consistently whatsoever. Yeah, famous. They suck. Famous good team, Texas A&M. Better than Florida is, mm-hmm. what, we're, is what we're hearing. Um, oh, I actually, I mean, you don't think so? I think a and actually better than Florida, yeah. No, man. A&M almost lost to Colorado. I don't think A&M is good either. I, I, I think I, I think A&M, I, I actually do think A&M is good. I think they have a good O-line, a good running back, and a pretty good defense most of the time. It's just that nothing else has been consistent outside of that on the roster. <laughs> Man, I'm starting also to not think that they have a very good running back because I, I, Isaiah Spiller averaged 2.7 yards per carry in this game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not... at the same time, though, I mean, yeah, it's, you're, you're, it's, I can't disagree with you there, but also they were kind of throwing the ball on Bama. Yeah. Bama's secondary was so discombobulated that they were kind of selling out to stop the run, it seemed like. Yeah, the, this is one of those games where the stats don't really tell you, I think, the full you know scope of the game, which is partially because Texas A&M had a kickoff return for a touchdown, and that'll do that, but... Um, mm-hmm. This is not a game where if you're just looking at the box score, you would think that Texas A&M won, but that's kind of the game that Texas A&M needs to play to win games like this. Like, I don't think Jimbo Fisher is, is really trying to build a program that's going to go out and just whoop teams' asses, like like big, good teams. Like, I don't think Texas A&M 
really whooped Alabama's ass in any meaningful way beyond Alabama's defensive backfield is bad. Um, and really te- bad, yeah. yeah. And Texas A&M took advantage of that. But like Bryce Young had almost 400 yards passing, and Brian Robinson averaged six yards a carry, which he should never ever do. If your defense lets him average six yards a carry, you've made a mistake. Uh, By the just- way, you know it's not going well for Alabama when Brian Robinson is giving like Urban Meyer post game quotes. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you read that, but he was like. He was complaining that he felt like he'd been in a physical fight uh, after these two games because of how many carries he's had. And I was like, man, this guy is doing the Urban Meyer pizza face after yeah. losing the AM on the road. You hate yeah. to see it. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, so I, I don't know what to think of this necessarily. I think that Texas A&M is better than we maybe thought. We I was ready to write these guys off, and I still kind of am. I mean, Jimbo Fisher's the head coach. <laughs> but um, it, when Haynes King comes back, assuming he does, I think Texas A&M is pretty good with him right and it just won the game without him it just beat the number one team without him my estimation of Alabama is significantly lower after this um Mm -hmm. that defense is just not very good um in in kind of kind of weird do you want to say the line Patrick do you want to say the line what is the what is the line Bama low key trash. Oh no, I'm not going to say that. Bama is still a top five. Come on, it's still a top five <laughs> team. But um, yeah, maybe a top five team in the SEC. Maybe. Oh come on, the, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama's offense is still is still extremely good, mm. and the defense does have five stars all over it. It's just that uh, who's the co- who's the coach there? Is it Golding? Pete Golding? Nick Saban. Nick Saban's the coach of Alabama. Okay, well Pete 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 Golding uh, stinks. Big time. Yeah, yeah he, he sucked three yeah, years he, in a row. He, he stinks. Like, I don't know why time. he stole the job. Yeah, I, he must be a good recruiter or something. I don't really know what's going on there. Famously, he, you know that Alabama needs a lot of help recruiting. <laughs> right, right. Have you seen a picture of him? He really is just like he looks, an Alabama frat boy. Yeah, he looks, he, is he, like, he looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, he looks ridiculous. Um, yeah, this is a huge win for, for Texas A&M, obviously, and a huge win for us as a podcast and as a nation because uh, mm-hmm. now uh, – now a one-loss Alabama is going to get into the playoff instead of a zero-loss Alabama. Oh, man. I don't think Bama has a shot in hell to beat Georgia, if I'm being honest. No, I don't, I, think I they, don't either. But, I, but I, I also, if you are a fan of any other team in college football, uh, you should be rooting for A&M to lose as many games as possible the rest of the season. Yes, and also for Alabama to do that. Um, yes. I did see, <laughs> I saw one of those those stupid quote tweet uh, bait posts yesterday where it was like what happens in this playoff scenario and it had like Georgia 12 and 1 Alabama 12 and 1 Oklahoma 12 and 1 Ohio State 12 and 1 and everybody was saying oh well those four would get in what a fucking nightmare that would be could you imagine if if we did all this we had all this fun all season and it was fucking Alabama Georgia Oklahoma and Ohio State in the playoff I would shoot I have myself. To say, this is one of the first years where I'm not really like I, I've said, you know, I, I'm texting friends here and there about the playoffs, like what's going on, but I'm really not getting too worked up about it. Yeah. Because it just seems like until we hit November, we're going to have no clue what's going on. Because there's just so much yeah. turmoil week to week this season that I am just not in the business of predicting who's going to be in what position in, in a few yeah. weeks. I, I, I just, uh, I don't know, man. It yeah. is really hard to like look down the rest of the schedule and have any kind of sense of what's coming. Like, I think the Big Ten alone has like like five top ten versus top ten matchups coming in the next couple months. Like, yeah. I mean, just like ridiculous amount of games coming. I mean, shit. I don't know. Alabama could lose against Tennessee in a couple weeks for all we know. Like, I, I, <laughs> but I wouldn't. I think yeah. that <laughs> I would be so happy to be wrong about Josh Heupel if he beats Bama 
Dude. Uh, on the road <laughs> that, that would be hilarious yeah i i don't and like yeah i i definitely i'm not predicting that but it does just feel like that would be the most aggressively like college football of the last decade thing where we get all of this yeah, fun shit it. no where we get all this fun shit happening and then the end of the season it's still fucking alabama and georgia and oklahoma and ohio state like that's the i mean yeah but everyone remembers how 2007 ended it was a great year of chaos and then it yeah. an ohio state lsu playoff like, yeah and, it, and, that, <laughs> it and that that sucks that's a nightmare i don't want that i i want I want the weird shit to happen. I want Cincinnati in the playoff and fucking Iowa in the playoff and Michigan well, State. I don't care. You just complained when I said this on Twitter. You just, I just had the scenario and you bitched about it. I don't. Okay, I don't like. I don't like Iowa, but I would prefer it over Oklahoma and Alabama and Ohio State. That much is, I mean, obviously. Like, but I, it's just that I saw that and my, my blood ran cold is like, oh god, that's totally what's going to happen. It's going to end up. We're going to have all this fun. and It's going to be the same fucking teams. It's going to be one versus four, Georgia versus Iowa, and two versus three, Cincinnati versus Ohio State. Inshallah, uh, we will roast the rest of them soon. Man. Let's continue burning our enemies moving yeah. forward. Yeah, let's uh, do it. We have to burn Mac Brown, Effigy. Uh, he got his shit rocked by Florida State. Oh and, then he blamed, and then he blamed the media for it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you saw that. He's like, well, really, yeah. it's, it's y'all's fault that you yeah. guys ranked his top 10. We didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, the best part of this was Florida State, who again sucks and is terrible, is getting dumped by other teams all season. Yeah. Uh, doing the jump man celebration. <laughs> did you see that the video? I did not, but I, I like to uh, hear about it. Yeah. They had a, they ran a corner route to the, uh, the end zone and uh, the uh, store pretty easily did a pylon. And then, like all three of their wide open receivers met in the end zone for the celebration, and the other, like the other guy, two guys who didn't have the ball, acted like defenders near the, near the hoop. Yeah. And uh, the other receiver who scored came through, acting like he was in the Michael Jordan jump man. Oh my god! Uh, Unbelievable. <laughs> As they went up by like two or three scores or whatever it was at that point in the game, really, really funny. But yeah. also. Just great to Florida State again, who is terrible. Uh, just to talk that much shit on the road, yeah. <laughs> like they're just like the Florida State of old. Uh, really good stuff. I loved it, man. Th- th- it's especially funny given that North Carolina scored a touchdown and a two point conversion in garbage time, like with like three minutes left to make this mm-hmm. a, a ten point loss to Florida State is unbelievable. Like, is this a bowl team? Is this North Carolina team going to a bowl game? It kind of seems like they aren't. I don't think they are or should. They would have to beat three of Miami, uh, Notre Dame, Wake Forest, Pitt, Wofford, and NC State. So they would have to beat all three of Miami, Pitt, and Wofford. I don't hmm. think they're gonna. I don't think Pitt's they're gonna a better beat, team. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna beat Pitt. That <laughs> it's on the road. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. I mean, also, uh, I should announce the podcast now. Uh, I have made plans to attend a Pitt game this season. Is uh, it's that be, one? Isn't it? I will be in the building to watch Pitt, North Carolina, as Kenny Pickett <laughs> throws for 490 yards oh, God. Uh, on this piss poor North Carolina team. Yeah, and his uh, we love to moment. see it. Yeah, we do love to see it. Um, <laughs> last one here in the in the the burning of our enemies, um, Ryan. I'm going to be honest. I can't believe Ed Ordron hasn't been fired yet because LSU just got crushed by Kentucky, like really, really full on crushed to the point where Kentucky was playing calling Baton Rouge at the end of this game. Dude, that is I, I had to I was gonna bring it up. It is uh Holy it is shit. so so funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh what's his name? Uh Stephen Godfrey uh, uh was also posting before he was I guess at the game. Yeah. And was posting pictures that uh 
Kentucky fans were making like cousin fucking jokes about LSU, yeah. which is just unbelievable. <laughs> Do you know how down bad you have to be for Kentucky dude. to make fun of you for like being incestual? I mean, that is really, really funny stuff. Dude. Um, yeah, dude, Kentucky rocks. LSU sucks. Everyone's getting fired. Yeah. Uh, Kayshawn Booty uh, uh, got carted off the field with an ankle injury. It's season ending. Uh, he is not going to play again this season. And we'll probably never play for Ed Orgeron ever again because that boy ain't getting, come, getting brought back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It, it is very funny to watch all of LSU's good players just like, you know, like even if they get like like a minor or this is not a minor injury but minor injury but the more minor injuries any kind of injury that you suffer at LSU if you're an NFL draft like quality player that's season ending immediately like Derek Stingley's college career is completely over because he stubbed his toe or something he's like oh well sorry yeah. I can't I can't play anymore um yeah these guys fucking suck they suck to the there's extent just a, where yeah, there's just an openly reported controversy where Eli Ricks like wasn't going to practice for, like all the fall kicks he just like didn't feel like it yeah and <laughs> we're almost like well can you please play <laughs> god like these guys are so embarrassing this, man I mean you're LSU my my favorite part about this is that, and this is this is so good for our specific brains. One, Kentucky went up thirty-five to seven early in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter on LSU. <laughs> two, two different players here recorded stats that that I have an affinity for. Certainly, uh, Ohio high school legends Juton McLean and Michael Drennan got into this game, which is not like oh those yeah, are, we love Donut. Yeah, those are, are the podcast, those are way. both very young players that usually wouldn't get into a like an SEC game for Kentucky. Kentucky was playing its backups against. LSU. <laughs> Juton McLean scored a touchdown on LSU. Oh well, my think, God. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I thought uh, Drennan was playing like throughout the game. I, I thought he was like actually contributing early he, on. He might, I, I could he be He might have. He had that. three carries and one reception. So I, he didn't do a whole lot, but he was playing, which is still, I mean, this is just, this is hilarious. Uh, Kentucky, yeah, this shit's really good, man. <laughs> Kentucky runs for, in this game, 330 yards on 45 carries. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, they made Chris Rodriguez look like a Heisman contender. That's how bad this defense is. And that guy is. sucks. No, like he's not especially good. He's 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 a four yards per carry kind of guy. Cavassier yeah. Smoke has another hundred yards. Will Levis runs for seventy five. Uh, yeah, if and you're, two scores. If you're LSU, and again, you're supposed to have like five stars up and down the roster. In fact, you do have five stars up and down the roster. Yeah, and you let Will Levis go fourteen out of seventeen on you, <laughs> and also run for seventy five yards. Uh, that man accounted for five touchdowns <laughs> in like three quarters of the game. He couldn't get on the field over Sean Clifford. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> These God. These guys are so embarrassing. They're terrible. Yeah, this shit. They're I, awful. I, I cannot believe they haven't fired him yet. Oh, I can believe it. Like I can believe it. But, yeah, I mean, it's again, like we keep saying, it's time to hire Louisiana Luke Fickle. Yeah. Like, to, to what end here? The next four games are Florida, Ole Miss on the road, Alabama on the road, and then Arkansas. What is the, what, <laughs> what the best-case scenario here? You're losing the next four. Yeah, I mean, oh my dude, God. I don't know. I, I mean, they're, let's see, shit. Are they going to win? They'll beat ULM. I think they're losing. F- <laughs> they'll, they'll beat ULM and what then if, they'll lose to Texas okay, Imagine this. Uh, Patrick, I want to paint you a picture. Yeah. LSU gets it right next week against a bad Florida team because Emory Jones throws like two picks or whatever. Yeah. Um, they lose against Ole Miss and Bama, but they kind of expect that. Um, they lose close against Arkansas at home. Yeah. Orgeron still has the job right now. And then in to Tiger Stadium, 
walks Terry Bowden to come in and end <laughs> Orgeron's career, winning like a, a 17 to 13 game somehow, oh, where uh, no one completes more than like 10 passes. With, with Rich Rod up in the press box. <laughs> That's the best case scenario for the season. But no, I mean, he's not uh, going to make it past... Uh, well, not coach in November. Yeah, can I tell you the best case scenario is for the for to maximize misery for everyone. Um, LSU beats Florida this week, right? Gets to four okay. and three. Florida's miserable. Florida sucks, by the way. Yeah, Florida. Yes. Florida is absolutely furious about this, right? Like Dan Mullen is in hell. Loses to Ole Miss, Alabama, and Arkansas. Sure, whatever. I cannot possibly work those into not being that. Um, so it's now at sitting at four and six, right? Loses to ULM, obviously. Ed Orgeron gets fired right after the game. Um, and he's replaced, of course, by Terry. Uh, and then LSU, with Terry Bowden as its interim head coach, beats Texas A&M. <laughs> I think that's... To, to end the season at a completely useless 5-7, and seven, ruining the year for both Florida, Texas A&M, and also itself. Uh, that's the dream right there. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we love it. We we love to see, uh, we love to see LSU eat shit. We love to see Edward Hardy eat shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see Terry Bowden vanquish his foe the same way we have. I think he deserves it. Yeah, we Terry and I, <laughs> Terry and us, there's we have a lot in common, and it's it's time to see him get a win. Um, That's right, Ryan. Game of the week nominees here. There are some heaters in here. Dude, this game, this this week rocks. This is one of the best college football Saturdays I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, in a season full of great college football Saturdays, they keep getting better. Yeah, this shit bangs. Uh, <laughs> this shit the only is so good. Is, the only question is, did college football leave too much time? <laughs> couple couple games but yeah um yeah maybe may i mean you never know when alabama is going to storm back you can't give them too much time um first can up I, here uh, oh. can i get yeah i think we should yeah. get the ones we're not going to pick out of the way we're still good games we should acknowledge but we just know we're not going to pick them here sure uh do you mind if i lead off yeah. with uh those these three games yeah. uh we got penn state and iowa uh, which was a really fun game. No. But I think because of all the injuries, we just... No, dude, come on. That was a good game. Say what you want. No. It was a bad offense, but it was good football. Uh, fun to watch. Uh, shout out to that game. Shout out to Quan Robertson, who <laughs> I'm going to talk about a little bit later because I, I have some uh, some thoughts about that. But uh, that we, also have, we also have Michigan and Nebraska, which yeah. came down to Nebraska losing the football inside its own red zone with like two minutes left. Uh, classic Scott Frost fashion. Can I... Can I... Wake- Real quick, Go ahead. Um, Michigan Nebraska was the fun version of Penn State Iowa. <laughs> we, we're going to talk about both of these games in a little bit, so I, I think we should save them for a few okay. minutes from now. Yeah, when we actually have a chance to pick them for the next category, yeah, <laughs> uh, or one of the next categories. But uh, we also have Wake Forest Syracuse, which is a forty to thirty-seven overtime banger that was ending just before or just after the Alabama A and M game. I had it on during commercials. Yeah, um, man, this is actually a really fun game. I yeah. have to say. Uh, I, I did have a little investment on Wake Forest and did not cover, which was unfortunate because they gave up a last second, like 28 yard touchdown to Syracuse. A, it was a shameful touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Very shameful touchdown. Like a 28 yard pass to a running back who looks like ludicrous as I posted in the chat. <laughs> um, <laughs> he does. And you do hate to see that. Uh, but, you know, still a really good football game. Shout out to the ACC. Syracuse, uh, I'm just going to call it before our preview episode. They're beating Clemson on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I have I have no choice but to agree with you. Let's get into the three games that uh, I think everyone around the country agrees were the game of the week nominees here. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to lead off? Yeah, sure. First up, Oklahoma, Texas. 
in uh, Red River. This game was. There are so many things happening in this football game. <laughs> there are so many storylines here. I think we have to start with once again the fall of one of our our greatest enemies. Uh, Ryan Spencer Rattler has died. <laughs> <laughs> This guy sucks. This guy sucks. Dude, I, um, it's great. I mean, he's the worst Oklahoma quarterback since Baker Mayfield. Oh, um, come on. You know, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurts erasure in the chat. No, no. Uh, I'm just kidding. He's actually much worse than both of them. Uh, yeah. And the nice part, too, is that Spencer Rattler is the kind of villain that's uh, really unified all of college football. Yeah. Because he's just such an asshole that nobody, everyone's happy to see him lose. Nobody likes this fucking kid. <laughs> right, right. Nobody likes like, this guy. The only guy who would like him is like, I don't know, if Ken Stickney was still allowed to talk to teenagers and by like law, yeah. uh, he would probably be rooting for him because, his, I don't know, his dad sold trucks to him or something. Sure. Um, <laughs> in Tate Martell fashion. But uh, no, everyone else in the country hates this guy. He's just clearly such an asshole that everyone's pretty happy he's losing. He deserves it. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, I was rooting for Texas here. I'm a little peeved they blew it. Um, but shout out to, uh, shout out to Kennedy Brooks. Whose motto in life is that when the river runs right, you should take the dirt road instead. Yeah. Uh, as he just ran for, you know, 30 yards to end that game against against Texas. Um, man, what a fucking game, though. Yeah. What an unbelievable back and forth game. Yeah, this was a blast. This was, I had this one on on my laptop in the press box. Um, Casey Thompson, I think, is is good. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to say that Casey Thompson is good uh, to the point yes. where I have forgotten the name of the guy who started the season. That's how much better Casey Thompson is than the, than <laughs> Hudson the, Card, yeah, the true yeah. Boston Re- suburbanite now. Rest in peace to Hudson Card, who is, I would assume, transferring. Um, Bijan Robinson <laughs> is really good. He, he didn't have a great second half, but he was really good in the first half. That near touchdown run that he had, and I think the the first quarter was insane. It was an unbelievable run. Um, About about Hudson card though, real quick, we should say, I don't know. Texas has like three skill players on their roster who are former quarterbacks, just changed positions. And Hudson card did play receiver in high school before starting quarterback. Let's go. He should just, he should just change positions too. Why not? Just make the whole offense out of Rashawn Johnson. Yeah. I would like to talk very quickly (laughs) about a, another Texas receiver. Um, Ryan, I think Xavier worthy might be, might be good. (laughs) He's a freak. This kid is he unbelievable. Actually, he reminds me just in the style of play. Maybe not quite as good, but he's also a true freshman, so it's literally the same. But uh, reminds me of Chris Olave. Yeah. Uh, just very similar body types, very similar body control. Um, what an unbelievable player and what an unbelievable move by Michigan to not, uh, you know. Good God. Uh, according to our, our friends up there up north. Uh, basically, just the Michigan admissions department wouldn't let him enroll early for some reason because of his like high school credit situation. Yeah, just absolutely fumbling the bag once again. Yeah, <laughs> as they are, are wont to do. Yeah, might be but, nice to uh, have yeah. this kind of guy. I'll, I'll be honest. Might he be looks a like a true breakout star, yeah. and uh, I mean they're going to throw him the ball a hundred times next season. Yeah. Yeah, they're already they're, they're looking into it this season. <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. they're going to consider it this year. Yeah, the way that I they think... use him on the on the yo-yo motion, the way that they use him as a deep oh, threat. He, he he this is your new, you know, Steve Sarkeesian receiver that contends for the Heisman in a couple of years. He's that good. That that crossing route to the left pylon. God. Where, uh, where uh, also what a throw by Casey Casey Thompson. Yeah. What a play with body positioning by Xavier Worthy. Just to beat the DB. And that was, I think, a true freshman versus true freshman. Yeah. Uh, two guys who played really well the whole game. Uh, what an unbelievable play. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Worthy's a true, true star here. And 
I don't know, man. I think we might see this game again. I don't know if Texas is going to lose the rest of the Big 12 season, yeah. which I'm sure is a, you know, I'm going to look like very stupid for saying that soon. But uh, I think we're going to have a rematch of this game, the Big 12 title. Yeah, I am. I'm very quickly coming around to, and it's funny to say this after a loss, but I'm very quickly coming around to like, okay, yeah, I, I think Steve Sarkeesian's probably going to work at Texas. Like this offense is nasty. It is already yeah. absolutely nasty. And I just like when you have Xavier Worthy in there with Bajan Robinson, Casey Thompson hitting his stride. Like man, I I see I see the vision certainly for what they want this to be, and I don't think it's terribly far away. At least on offense, the defense stinks. The defense is not good. Um, I'm checking out their recruiting class. I want to see what they've kind of got coming in. Uh, I, I think it's too. good if memory if memory serves. I think it's, it's currently good. ranked number three in the country. Yeah, but it's just an interesting class. I don't know. I think they just have a ton of commits. They're not like. Yeah, I mean it's like a, it's a good class. It's okay. They have like uh, a few skill players rated pretty highly. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, I'm kind of down on it. Okay, <laughs> never mind. All right. sucks. I'm out. I'm okay. out. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, I, and also, I I will say my only complaint about Texas is that Demarvian Overshone looks ridiculous. He looks absolutely mm. ridiculous. You can't be a bad yes. linebacker wearing 45 of those those uh <laughs> like your the armbands. You look ridiculous. Come on. Get over cool. I think he should just you should almost wear an entire arm sleeve out of like those balance armbands everyone was wearing in 2012. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I the had one of those. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I bet you did, you freak. <laughs> I was I was 12. <laughs> those were those were healing crystals for like guys who like basketball uh, in 2012. Yeah, or middle schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> Our other game of the week nominees, uh, our second one here that matters is Arkansas at Ole Miss. 52-51 final. I was losing my mind when I saw yeah. Sammy Pittman holding up the two-point conversion after KJ King. Jefferson hit that touchdown. King, even with, though it uh, didn't one work. Less than the clock. Even though it didn't work. King. We, we, love, we love the balls on it. Also, KJ Jefferson is quickly becoming one of my favorite players in college football. He's good. Um, he's big as hell, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A 245-pound quarterback needs to be we need at least one of them in every conference. We have to make sure that's a, a rule. Yeah, yeah. No, this kid rocks. I really like KJ Jefferson. This game in general was a blast. Both teams just stopped playing defense in the second half, which I enjoyed a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe the second half score was thirty-seven to thirty-one, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, it was twenty-one fourteen at halftime. So I, I yeah. think it's I think it's even more. Yeah, something like that. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Matt um, Matt Cl- Matt Corral only completed fourteen passes and still almost had three hundred yards. Um, also ran he crazy. ran the hell out of the ball, which is he had two touchdowns and ninety something yards. That yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Stu Connor looked good. I was really impressed by Stu Connor. Yeah, I've been a Henry Parrish guy. Uh, down there but uh man Stoop Connor was a bully yes I I think they're I think they're both pretty solid I think this Ole Miss offense is just really good in general um the defense is is not surprisingly DJ Durkin still not very good at coaching defense but um Hmm. I think both of these teams are are (laughs) good I think they're legitimately good um I don't know if they're a whole lot beyond that but I know that this was a whole lot of fun to watch I do also I really enjoy the Ole Miss receiving stats here um top receiver two receptions 127 yards number two two receptions 78 yards number three two for 32 (laughs) two for 22 two for 12 that's it those are your leading receivers (laughs) 
I, I like, by the way, that Arkansas has somehow just uh, managed to transplant like the 2016 Clemson receiving core to their roster, yeah. where they just have nothing but guys who are 6'5", 220, and can jump 48 inches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the only kind of receiver they recruit. Traylon, just absolutely mossing you dude, all game. Traylon Brooks is ridiculous. He, he is comically good. Like, He's I, so good, man. <laughs> there was the, I think it was like the back-to-back plays where he mossed, got, he mossed the same guy on the same sideline. Uh, <laughs> same drive. Here's my opinion. It's probably impossible to happen, but we need to get some kind of time-space conversion to get Traylon Burks and Drake London on the same team uh, yeah. because it would truly be uh, just unfair and insane. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I I, uh, right. I agree. Uh, Ryan, what's the pick here for Game of the Week? Cause I, I've, oh, we got one more. Oh, we got one more to we, go. Yes, uh, we, we, got, we, we got Bama at A&M still, yeah. uh, which we've talked about a little bit yeah. uh, already, but... Um, man, every part of this game is so good. The the, the high stakes drama with Zach Calzada at the end of that game, mm-hmm. as he hits a twenty eight yard bomb to. I mean, so first of all, I mean, A and M goes down. Uh, what was it, thirty eight thirty one to Alabama with just seconds remaining. Yep. Uh, then you know Zach Calzada leads this. I think it was an eight play drive. I got to get the pulled up. Uh, I think it was an eight play drive to go down the field in like two minutes. Uh, that ends with a twenty eight yard bomb to Aeneas Smith. Uh, ties the game up. But as he makes that throw, his knee gets liquefied by an Alabama uh, defensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets helped off the field, carried off the field, cannot walk at all. Uh, Bama go, comes on the field to trigger the chance to win the game, goes three and out, gets one yard of offense. Uh, Zach Azana comes back in the field, two minutes left, you know, can barely walk, but ends up like making a nice run on that drive. I think he had an 11-yard run mm-hmm. for a first down. Uh, leads AM down the field, eight plays, 54 yards. In about two minutes, and uh, they hit a game-winning field goal. Seth Small hits it from 28 yards, uh, and I'm sure everyone's seen it. But that fit clip of his family like losing their minds and running on the field was really cool. Yeah. Um, did you see that clip? I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, 48-1-38 win. Everyone saw it, but just amazing. Also, man, what the hell? Bama gets goes three and out with the game in the line. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what was going on with that. I am ready to to stake my or, or to do my my victory lap on Jamison Williams, who's really good. Um, but yeah, this was this was a blast. I had yeah, so I much mean, when fun you're not covered, this. it's usually easy to catch the football. I mean, he's there's a reason that he's not covered. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate too much on that. There's a reason that man's not covered. Um, I don't know. He's really good. He's a really really good player. Yeah. Um, but I still maybe I, you can tell me if I'm being a homer here. I think I'm not. I, I don't know. I really still don't think that he's better than the top three Ohio State receivers. Like You're, I think he's incredibly good, and I still think he would probably would have been the fourth best guy in Ohio State's roster. I, th- uh, I think you're being a homer um, because I've watched I've watched Jamison Williams play and I've watched Jackson Smith and Jigba play. Jackson Smith and Jigba is very good. Jamison Williams is not able to be covered uh, like at all, even a little bit. He's, as he's the number really good. three as the number three receiver at Ohio State. JSN has 23 receptions for 452 yards this season, yeah. an average of 19.7 a catch. As the number one or one B guy at Bama. Uh, JMO has 27 for 510 for 18.9 a catch. Ohio Four St- more receptions. I don't know, man. Like Ohio State throws the ball more than Alabama does. <laughs> like a lot more. Uh, is that like that close to accurate? I don't know. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I, it's a different style of offense. I'm not arguing it's a different style of offense, but I mean, let's see. Let's just check the numbers real quick. Uh, so far this season, Bryce Young has 196 attempts. Uh, Cedric does 147, but he, 157, but he missed the game. Yeah, I checked the team stats. Uh, it's probably not helpful. 
You want to vamp while I'm doing this? Yeah, sure. I, I think that the, the numbers will be fairly close, but I think that it's a different style of offense, um, specifically because Ohio State throws two, three receivers, and that's it. Ohio State does not have a fourth receiver that it plays from you know tight end to an actual fourth receiver. It has three guys, and that's it. Those are the only guys who touch the ball at receiver. Um, I, I think that I, I think that Jamison Williams is really good, and Ohio State probably should have found a way to use him. I think it also doesn't really matter a whole lot because he's a better fit for Alabama's offense anyway. Uh, Bama's attempted more passes through the same number of games that Ohio State has this season. Okay, just but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Jamos again. I'm not trying to take away from Jamos. He's really, really good. I think based on the fit for the offense and what Ohio State needed from its third receiver, I think that JSN's a better fit, and I like. It sucks that he went to Bama because I'd like to see him on any other team personally yeah. as a homer. But uh, I don't know. I think Ohio State is doing just. I mean, I think I think they made the right choice probably in keeping JSN and uh, and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Uh, but also, Chris Olave should be in the NFL. Sure. Yes, Chris Olave <laughs> should be in the NFL. If Chris Olave goes to the NFL, Alabama's losing five games this season. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I will say this is my somewhat informed opinion. I don't think it was going to matter. <laughs> Jameson Williams. <laughs> I think that one was a lost cause at that point. Um, Possibly. Yeah. All Possibly. right. Game of the week pick. I think I think it has to be Alabama, Texas A&M, at least for me. The other two games were very fun shootouts, but I think this was the best actual like full-on game. I, I had more fun at the end of this A&M game I did for any other football game. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, just you really cannot go wrong with like, any of these six games listed, and like three others that we didn't mention yet. Yeah. It was just an awesome week, but I agree with you. Yep. All right. The You Blew It nominees. Um, Ryan, you want to go through the list here? You blew it! Yeah, yeah. It starts off here with uh, Oregon State and Washington State. Um, Jonathan Smith, our, our boy wonder, uh, loses to the anti-vaxxer uh, Nick Rolovich. Uh, tough, tough break for Jonathan Smith there. Uh, they go on the road to Pullman and just absolutely get... Uh, I don't know. They come on, man. You got you got to score more than twenty four points against that Washington State defense. Yeah, uh, just not very impressive. Yeah, uh, this this is this has been weird because um, <laughs> Chance Nolan, who was really good to start the season, has immediately forgotten how to play football. He's had two of the worst mm-hmm. games I've ever seen a quarterback have in each of the last two weeks. Um, I, I think we kind of knew that this was going to happen to Oregon State. Like it was going to lose a dumb one. I just didn't think it would be immediately. Um, yeah. Also, as it turns out for Washington State, Jaden Delora quite a bit better than Jared Guantano. <laughs> it's weird. I, I, it's really it's really hard to explain how that happened. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, who would have known? We're looking into it very strongly. We yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, our, our another you blew it nominee here is Nebraska versus Michigan. Uh, Nebraska had a 29 to 26 lead uh, with just a few minutes left in this game over Michigan. Yep. Uh, they proceeded to punt the ball, give up a field goal to Michigan, fumble the ball inside their own red zone, give the ball back to Michigan, who recovered it. Uh, Michigan took another field goal to go up 32 29. And then they uh, stall out on downs around midfield uh, on their attempted game winning drive. Uh, Scott Frost was pictured like holding back tears, walking off the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, I don't know. I don't even like Scott Frost, but I just <laughs> like to see Nebraska win one of these games. I don't know. I mean, yeah. just a number of close games they've lost in his tenure is at this point unbelievable. Like, it, it is actually stunning that they just cannot win close games ever. And at a certain point, like, it goes from statistical anomaly to like you need to learn how to win, and yeah. they just can't do it. Yeah, these guys, that's that's what it is. Like, like I, it, it's a it's an easy thing to say, like an easy 
sort of sports talk radio talking point, but these guys literally do not know how to win. That is their issue is that yeah. they cannot, they, it's not a joke. It is not a, uh, you know, just a, a, a throwaway. Nebraska does not know what to do late in games because it, it, it doesn't, like I was saying in the, uh, in the group chat that we have, I've never seen a sideline so convinced that they are losing, right? Like every single Dude, person on Nebraska, so, there's sad yeah, sacks. Every single person on Nebraska sideline, when it was up 29, 26 was thinking, Oh, well, how are we going to blow this one? It's like, <laughs> why are you, why are you thinking like that? Like Scott Frost starts to coach like they're going to lose. The entire team starts to play like they're going to lose. Nebraska scored 22 points in the third quarter and had absolutely no confidence in its own ability to win this game it's just it's yeah. it's uncanny i have no idea why that's happening it's sad i mean these guys are just going going down bad yeah every time i'm kind of, i'm just checking right now how many one score games they've lost uh since he's been there god it, it, it's their fourth one this season uh <laughs> that they have lost oh i'm sorry no their third one this season they also won a one score game this sure. year yeah um they have three this year i mean it, it has to be three last year uh, <laughs> Good God! They have one. Hang I, on, hang on. Two, I, I remember three, they had one of the first memories four. I have of of Scott Frost, Nebraska was the I think it was the 2018 game against Ohio State. They should have won that one as well. Like that, that they should have been the team that pulled off the upset over Ohio State and ra- rather than Purdue. And they just it's it's a constant issue with him. They just can't close games for whatever reason. They just can't do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, sorry, I was just kind of out there. They have 15 one-loss <laughs> games in his four seasons in Lincoln. Oh, God. Uh, if my math is correct. That is unbelievable. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and they only have like four wins in those games. Like, it, it, you to think a statistical correction is coming at some point, but... It doesn't look like. It. Yeah. So, so you say that you say their defense is really good. They're four yeah. and eleven in those games. I think it's something like that. I'm okay. double checking. I want to. I want to. I want to flip real quick what his record would be if they had won all of those games. So if you add eleven, if if you if you if you add eleven wins to his to his total here, they'd be twenty six and if I'm doing my math right, thirteen through four years. They're looking at like a, an extension at that point if they win those close games <laughs> rather than staring down potentially a firing. And it seems I'm not sure how likely it is, honestly, this season because it seems like this team's not bad, right? Like, I don't think this Nebraska team is bad. Um, but man, they just need to win a couple close games here at some point. They just need to get one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, they are... <laughs> it's worse than I thought. Sorry. Oh, no. They are 5-16 and 16 in oh, one score games God. in his time there. 5-16 through four seasons. Jeez. Uh, first of all, you've been in 21 one-score games in four seasons. That's crazy. The first, through three and a half seasons, really. Yeah. Uh, and I guess if you count last year, shortened, it's really like three full years. Yeah. They've been in 21 one-score games. <laughs> um, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know what to say about it. But I mean, I'm like, what can we come back to? Like, the defense is there. It's just turnovers. It's special teams. It's like these critical plays that'll shoot themselves in the foot where it's just, it seems to be like a lack of focus. It's like when you have these like great results immediately followed by a terrible swing where you something wrong, it is just like, that is the definition of like an unfocused, poorly coached, yep. undisciplined team. Yep. Um, 
I don't know, man. I, I think you got to give him one more year at this point, right? They've shown enough progress this year. You got to give him another season. So I, I, I think would, maybe give him a chance. I would think so. Yeah, I, I'm curious. Like, I'm curious about what the post Adrian Martinez world looks like there if he leaves after this season. Um, but yeah. should, I don't. I don't think it's insane to think they could win like four of their final five this year either. Absolutely, like, they're in the fucking West. Anybody can win any game in the West. Yeah, I mean, now the rest of their schedules at Minnesota, uh, home against Purdue, home against Ohio State, at Wisconsin, home against Iowa. Yeah. But, like, they're capable of getting Iowa in the right game. Yeah, what um, What do we have to do? How many chips do we have to cash in here? How do we make it happen so that fucking Nebraska upsets Iowa and keeps it out of the playoff? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'll just be a neutral observer there. I'm just I'm just rooting for laughs. That yeah. I don't even care. Like, yeah, you're just having a good time with Kirk it. I want to see one of Kirk or Scott Frost cry. I don't care which one it is Yeah. Um, or why they do it, but I just want to see one of them cry. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they're not going to beat Ohio State. Uh, but they could easily beat Wisconsin in the road. Wisconsin can't score shit. Uh, yeah. Neither can they, but they're better than Wisconsin. Yeah. They, I mean, they'll be favored against Minnesota and Purdue. Um, yeah, I mean, hell, let's see what's happening. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Good just, for them. Just please, uh, God, better, please, God, close a fucking game here at some point. Yeah, just uh, do it once. Next up. Oh, you blew it. Oh, yeah, we've got we've got Arkansas and Ole Miss here. Yeah. Um, you were rooting for Arkansas, of course, over Ole Miss. I, at least I was. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that two point conversion try, I really like. I said I really loved the idea of it. Not necessarily, oh, call. not necessarily yeah. great execution on that. I love going for it. The play call not good. Um, it looked like it was kind of a shovel pass that didn't. There was no shovel option, which is not <laughs> usually right. what you're looking for. Right. Um, yeah. With with how much uh, with how much time KJ Jefferson had in the pocket all game, I do not understand why you're rolling him out there. He had time in the pocket. You could you could run an actual play. Yeah. Ole Miss could not do anything to you with their front seven. Yeah. Um, did you see that play that uh, Kellen Moore drew up in the Dallas game last night? That um, like fake no. speed option swing pass. So I, uh, he he has Dak Prescott essentially like uh, come out of the pocket going right and like fakes a speed option pitch to Zeke who then like does a little stutter step and goes out for a swing pass as like the defender like falls over himself trying to figure out what's going on trying to cover Dak and Zeke sure. uh, and it's an easy like walk-in touchdown and Arkansas is the perfect team with KJ Jefferson to draw up that exact play call and uh, Kendall Bryo should steal that tomorrow and then if he doesn't he's committing malpractice yeah. uh, they have to have that that's <laughs> very soon yes um, but uh yeah, so I think we talked about the game plenty. The other one we got here is BYU versus Boise State. Um, Man. I don't really know that we were rooting for either team. It's more of just like rooting for the G5 in general to be relevant and like ranked highly. Sure. In that sense, BYU blew it. Um, tough game for them. I don't know. Um, they they just had three lost fumbles. Yeah. Really shot themselves in the foot in this entire football game. And, and the Boise State, I mean, credit to them for just take, capitalizing on those scenarios and and the defense holding out and kind of keeping uh, BYU out of the end zone frequently. Yeah. Because uh, they were in Boise State territory all game. They just did not score. Yeah. Boise State did a good job of stopping the run, which really, really hurts BYU. BYU cannot mm-hmm. cannot score when it cannot run, and it, it couldn't run here, and that's that's really what it comes down to. Um, I think BYU is probably fine. I think it's going to come back and beat Baylor this week. Um, but much needed win. Good game, for, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm interested in it's on the road, and then they get Washington State and Virginia in the next two weeks. Like, should be an interesting couple of weeks here for for BYU, but uh, much much needed win for Boise State. Still disappointing to see to see BYU fall like this. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I would have liked to see them win. 
Um, who is your pick for the Ublu nominee of the week, Patrick? I think it has to be Nebraska. I think it's the leg- I think it's the legacy pick. I've never seen a team blow it as much as Nebraska <laughs> does. <laughs> They've earned this. Yeah, this is the uh, this is Leonardo DiCaprio Oscar right now for Nebraska. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, got to be a little bit quicker than that. Nominees. Oh, you almost had it. You're going to be quicker than that. I, uh, I kind of went in on this one, Patrick. I, I, I kind of did some, yeah. some work on this. Let's yeah. go through some narratives here. Uh, Nebraska versus Michigan. We just talked about this game, but Michigan took a commanding lead of 13-0 in 1907 at, at different points throughout the game. Uh, it was in Lincoln. Nebraska charged all the way back on a 22-7 run, take a 29-26 lead with just seven minutes remaining. Uh, from that point forward, Nebraska allowed a nine-play, 69-yard Michigan drive, ended in a game-tying field goal. Fumble and allowed Michigan to recover inside their own red zone with less than two minutes remaining. Give up another field goal and promptly lost 32 to 29. And then again, turned it over on down that midfield uh, after failing to move the football much. Yeah. Scott Frost, you suck, dude. You suck. Uh, yeah. Get better. Um, we've got uh, BYU versus Boise State. Uh, the Broncos scored in their first two drives, took a 10 nothing lead. And after that, uh, the results were as follows, right? They had a punt, lost fumble, fumble kickoff, turnover on downs, lost fumble. Turnover on downs, touchdown, interception. They entered Boise territory on full, all four of their second half drives, but were outscored twenty six to seven despite that, and just never completed the comeback. Yeah, um, tough scene for them. Tough scene yeah, for them. Not, not, not great. <laughs> Uh, we've got Wake Forest at Syracuse. Syracuse led 21 to 10 at one point in this game. They completely blew the lead, trailed 34 to 27. Then they scored from 28 yards out with 21 seconds remaining. Again, that was a touchdown pass to their uh, ludicrous running back, Sean mm-hmm. Carter. Uh, I think his name is Sean Carter, but it's also funny because, you know, Sean <laughs> Carter. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they could only muster a field goal in their overtime possession. They lost after Wake's. Uh, second play in overtime, they had a 22-yard touchdown pass from Sam Hartman to A.T. Perry. Yep. Uh, A.T. because he is built like that thing from Star Wars, you know, you know what I'm talking about here? Sure, yeah. Uh, can we, real quick, just, just as an aside, <laughs> uh, I've never I've never seen Star Wars for the record, but um, Wake Forest is now 6-0. and uh, Let's let's go. Mm-hmm. That rocks. Hell yeah. Wake Forest is 6-0. and yeah. I don't trust this team even a little bit, but they're 6-0, and no, and that's awesome. But, but I do trust Dave Clawson, and yeah. I think he is going to get hired somewhere else very soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like it all predicted, you know, the ACC is coming down to Wake Forest, NC State, and Pitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is exactly what we've been waiting for. This is what we wanted. <laughs> I can't wait. Look, there's still a scenario here where Florida State just wins out and wins the ACC, and that's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> yes, God, yes, that would be that would be incredible. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, look, Wake Forest is really good. I mean, like what Dave Floss has done is incredible. Talk about a team that. Uh, you know, we talked about Nebraska not being able to win close games. Wake Forest can't lose them. Uh, they are just really under control in all of these games. They are like in close games relatively frequently. They had a really tight one against Louisville last yeah. week, who also lost tight again this week to Virginia. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at the rest of the Wake Forest schedule, they have uh, a bye week this this weekend. Then they go at Army versus Duke at Carolina versus NC State at Clemson at Boston College. Those last three are tough, but the next three are cakewalks. They mm-hmm. should be well, 9-0. I mean, the Army State game is going to be very close. I will say that. <laughs> um, I think Army's not the kind of team who's capable of beating Wake. And more, or I guess more accurately, Wake is not the kind of team that would lose to Army. I don't know. SMU almost just lost to Navy. I think that any of those teams, when you, when you play the triple option team, every game is going to be close. It's just how it is. Um, I think Wake Forest wins, but I do think that it's I, I think it's going to be kind of close. 
I think Sam Hartman can do the ball in chunks that just uh, Army cannot, and, and uh, which is crazy to say. Sure. <laughs> but, okay, sure. Know, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, either way, I think this is going to win the football game. I think we have nine and zero weight coming out of Pike, and yeah. I love to see it. Man, that NC State weight game is going to kick ass. I'm so excited for oh, that yeah. game. Oh. oh yeah, man, that's going to be fun. That um, yeah, I'm I'm fired up for that. Those are our two sons fighting. It's going to be really hard for us to, to pick between them, but we're, we just want to see good football there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that might be. Yeah, that that's that's one where we can't really lose unless it's a blowout. In which case, we lose extensively. But if that's a fun <laughs> game, I'm 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 thrilled. Yeah, uh, our our next uh, you got to be a little bit quicker than that nominee here is Penn State and Iowa. Just to recap, with 12 minutes remaining in the second quarter, Penn State took a commanding 73 lead in Kinnick. Uh, but on that drive, they lost quarterback Sean Clifford to injury, uh, and then he did not return the rest of the game. For the remainder of the game, Penn State ran 47 offensive plays for 48 yards yeah. with backup to Claude Roberson in the game. Uh, they made a pass uh, Iowa's 47-yard line one time, uh, only made it into Iowa territory twice. Uh, they are outscored 20-3 to in the final 42 minutes of the game and lose on the road. Um, tough break for Penn State with the injury to Clifford. But, I mean, man, that, that's brutal. I think they win the game if Clifford's healthy, but I think it gets tight regardless. But um, that is just, you know, one of those classic, like, just Penn State blows under under uh, under James Franklin, as they always do. They manage a new way every time, but it always happens. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and I think that... I, I think Penn State wins this game pretty comfortably with Sean Clifford, but also do you got to comfortably? What, yes. what do you mean by that? I think it wins by two or three touchdowns. It was better in the first oh, half. Man. Penn State was obviously and significantly better than Iowa was in the first half. I, I think they were better, but I think Iowa was going to tighten that up regardless. I don't know. I, I think like their offensive, like you can say what you want about the Iowa, you know, defense. I think they were good. I think their offense got significantly better in the second half, and I think it made a difference. It had the ball on the fifty-yard line every down. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> it made it easier. Yeah, sure. I don't know, but I don't think Sean Clifford's like. I mean, he threw two picks too. It's not like he was act, exactly lighting the world on fire when he was in the game. I, I think that to he, say that he wouldn't have had any more mistakes is a little. He he threw two picks and they still had a lead and looked significantly better. I, I mean, when Penn State was when Iowa had to travel more than forty yards on a drive, it couldn't do it. Like this, this is not a good football team it's, it's just not it's, this is oh, i think i think you're a, a bona fide iowa hater at this point sure uh, absolutely i, I am they're, disregard they're, you as a rabble rouser they're a shitty team I'm, I'm sorry they have a really good defense they have a ton of turnover luck they just the one good team they're going to play in the regular season lost its starting quarterback this team sucks i'm sorry mm, no, they, no malcontent disregard <laughs> like they're, they're gonna they're probably gonna lose to one of these stupid fucking west teams like i don't think that's impossible they just gotta at keep all. winning until they can be a nice little resume point for Ohio State. That's all we want to see, Pat. Sure, yeah. I, I do like, I, I think a good sign that I am on the right side of history with this is that uh, when the first, when the opening lines came out, Iowa was an 11 point favorite against Purdue. The number two team in the country, 11 point favorites <laughs> against Purdue. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing no, wrong with that. <laughs> no, definitely not a paper tiger here. I mean, look, Purdue is just Northern uh, Auburn, and, and you know, Georgia was only a 14 favorite <laughs> against Auburn. <laughs> Purdue is just Northern <laughs> Auburn. Just tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> nope. No, sir. I disagree. Oh, I disagree. my God. That's the, one of the meanest it. things we've ever said on this show. <laughs> Good God. We'll see that one get posted on Twitter by the fellows. <laughs> Fuck. It hurts because it's true. And, and everyone on offer knows it. Yeah, um, sure. Our final, our final uh, 
one fucking category are we in? Right, you you got to be a little bit quicker than that nominee of the yeah. week. It's Alabama at A&M. 21-10 of game time, Patrick. Yep. Uh, A&M held a two-score lead on the little old Crimson Tide for 21-10 of the game clock. Yep. Uh, that's more than a third of the game. Uh, again, Alabama, who's led by Ohio State's fourth or fifth best receiver, uh, came back to a third. Came back to take a 38-31 lead in College Station. Five minutes to play. Zach Calzada got his bowling ball size nuts out of injury tent. Led AM to two scoring drives for combined 14 plays and 119 yards in just 352 of game time. Absolutely dicing up that piss poor Alabama secondary that was admittedly missing Malachi Moore to a targeting penalty suffered in the first half. But still, uh, the Aggies defense forced Alabama to go three and out. Jimbo talked his shit and he won. You got to give it to him. We he keep did. saying that, but you got to you got to hand it to Jimbo. Yeah, can I, I have a I have a hypothetical for you real quick, and then we'll we'll pick a winner here. Um, Go ahead. Would would Texas A and M be a national title contender with Kenny Pickett at quarterback? <laughs> um, man, I think it would. Yeah, <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. I think either way, like this team. Um, just the style of football plays is too prone to creating yeah. close games. Yeah. So they probably go like 10 and two regardless, just yeah. because of Jimbo Fisher having a shitty offense. So what if but we, when it looks good, it looks really good. What if we put Pickett and like Drake London on this team, gave them one receiver. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. yeah. Okay. We love that. So Pitt and <laughs> USC, way, please let's uh, make this happen. As of recording time, Kenny Pickett is up to like the eighth highest Heisman odds on FanDuel. I'm pretty sure. Uh, which is God. pretty good stuff, man. <laughs> God, the we we have not we have not yet talked about this, and I don't really want to because I don't care about the Heisman. But Grace, Grayson McCall should be the Heisman winner. Like Grayson McCall is your is your Heisman. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've got to keep winning. They got to get a little bit of luck. Uh, yeah. I think. But if he beats you know Louisiana and App State, then I think uh, we're certainly going to be looking into it very strongly. Yeah, for and sure. They, don't, they miss one of those two, right? They don't yeah, play they, one of they them. miss Louisiana. They've got App State next uh, Wednesday. Oh man, so I guess if Louisiana wins against App That's, Tuesday night, then yeah. uh, then they could play both. So we'll see. We'll see either way. Sure. Um, yep. Oh, what's our pick? What do you, what do you got? Oh gosh, um, probably Penn State Iowa because of the stakes. I would say. Uh, in the interest of not picking Nebraska again, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take BYU versus Boise State here. Okay, uh, just repeatedly driving down the field and not scoring, just turning it over in, in like a new stupid way every every drive is pretty maddening. And and you know, shout out to Boise State for getting a huge win on the road. Yeah, um, uh, Ryan, I can feel it deep down in my plums. I know when you say, we, I know you love when I say that. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen with a light blue hue to them. Fresh and juicy, ready for the picking. Uh, here's the nominees oh, for our for our category here: uh, Spencer Rattler versus everyone. <laughs> we've, I think we've I think we've full well covered this. That young man, I mean, he's going to be the next quarterback at Arizona State, and we do love that for him. Patrick, you know what I heard? I, I heard that uh, on the sideline, Lincoln Riley was telling uh, telling Caleb Williams that I can't feel my plums when I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and he was probably arrested. He was probably arrested on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. Spencer Rattler. Just like, did you see the clip of him? Like, someone got a reaction of his face after Caleb Williams scored uh, on yeah, his like, was, first drive was, in the game. He, he was furious. Oh, he was so pissed off. I, I can't believe he hasn't the portal yet. I mean, it's going to be coming soon. Yeah. But maybe he's just hoping he wins the job back somehow. Like Caleb Williams just like fucks up, which is entirely possible, by the way. He's a true freshman. Sure. Um, I, I don't think it's insane to think that he gets that job back. It'll be a mistake if it happens, but it could happen. But 
Yeah, I mean, Rattler's teammates don't like him. The team doesn't play hard for him. His coaches don't like him. He doesn't like any of them. No one, the fans don't like him. He doesn't like fans. Yep. Like, where? what's he going to do? Go play for Jed Fish, Arizona? Like, I, like, if you're a coach, I know he's a talented player, but... Is he? He's such a toxic... Yes, he still is. He has arm talent. He moves the pocket well. He's, like, fairly accurate when he's not making boneheaded decisions. But, you know, his attitude is so toxic that, like... Yep. How bad does your program have to be to bring this guy in? So Arizona then. So Arizona. I mean, if Jay, if and when Jane Daniels goes pro, I could see Arizona State taking a gamble here and bringing him in just for one season mm-hmm. uh, as like a rental. But yeah. I mean, not like Herman Edwards really cares about culture. No. <laughs> so no. It might be worth it for him. It'd be a mistake. Um, I don't know. Some like high ranked G five team could take a shot at him just to try to get a boost. Uh, sure. Liberty is what U- I'm saying. UCF. Um, <laughs> yeah, UCF would be a good one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of, a lot of offices out there. Um, Spencer Rattler's a dick. Anyway, we all know it. Yeah. Our next Philadelphia Down My Plums nominee is the Southwestern Conference versus defense. Uh, there were nine former members of the SWC in action on Saturday, and they allowed an average of 38 points on defense this week. We love that. <laughs> I, know, I mean, like, it's kind of trite to say, but it's not just the Big 12. It is like, you know, Houston, SMU, and yeah. and everybody else. Uh, none of these guys play, or in Arkansas, uh, none of these schools play a damn wicked defense, and we love to see it. Yeah, it's the it's the seven-on-seven seven culture, folks. It's it's really, honestly, it is that. That is not, that's it's not a goddamn, joke. It's AAU ruining our sport. That's right. Uh, <laughs> next up, Iowa's fans versus injuries. Kind of not a great look here for <laughs> The Iowa fans, admittedly. Dude, the clip of the old man yeah. uh, doing the ow, ow, my arm to Sean yeah. Clifford after he got hurt was yeah. unbelievable. These guys are assholes, man. Can I also... Also, go ahead. The Iowa fans in general, among the worst in sports. All of sports. Not yeah. just, like, these yep. people are fucking terrible. <laughs> doing the... Doing worst the, isn't cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, they... it's a, There is a funny sort of special irony to doing the, the, you know, making fun of other players for getting injuries in front of the when big... When you're the slowest yeah. offensive uh, college football. Well, and that and also when you're in front of the big hospital and that's your own... That's your whole thing is like, hey, we're the yeah. hospital school. We're the school that waves to the hospital. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sucks, man. These guys are pricks. Uh, I I think like Hawkeyes fans are just like college football Bills fans, right? It's just the same people. (laughs) I kind of, (laughs) Iowa, I I said as much yesterday. They just love to drink, drain alcohol, jump into tape. Like their whole thing is just like, I don't know. They're like, we love to get drunk, but instead of like the LSU fun drunks are yeah. just like the meanest. Drunks I think in college football. I think Wisconsin is Buffalo. I, I think that that's because I, I don't think Iowa has fun doing it. I think that Iowa is compulsively drinking. I don't think it's for I don't oh, think it's interesting. for a good time. I, I think it's the opposite. I don't I think like Wisconsin is too polite to have fun. Oh, I don't know about all that. I think Wisconsin has a I think Wisconsin <laughs> has a decent time. Of course, the Big Ten is a is the Puritan League, and so you can't really have any team in there having having a good time. Um, right? Yeah, just I, my books. Iowa plays. Yeah, sure. You guys are having a. I I have interacted with a lot of Ohio State fans, and famously they I have a great have time fun on Saturdays. I'm yep. never having a bad time. It's mm-hmm. always a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, Iowa is playing old money football, but has new money fans, and so it is the most annoying team in the entire. country country um i really just can't wait to see what these guys look like when kirk ferentz is gone i'm like fascinated to see what happens they're gonna get better <laughs> they're, gonna be, they're gonna be better <laughs> they'll be better than I they are right now that. 
They they will. I'm, I'm telling you right now, they will. Uh, next up, coaches versus post-game TV interviews. Uh, this was a tough one. I think it was Jim Harbaugh ran ran right There's through his. There's two here that I yeah. want to reference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jim Harbaugh ran from Molly McGrath interview uh, after they beat Nebraska. Just absolutely jetted off, and she looked pissed, clearly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Holly Rowe took to Twitter to throw Lincoln yes. Riley under the bus for not allowing Caleb Williams to be interviewed on TV. Yeah. Uh, Caleb was like lined up ready for it, and like it said no. Uh, and then you had like a million former players come out and criticize him for basically fucking up the bag, Caleb Williams. Yeah, uh, which is kind of true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Williams is already better than Spencer Rattler. It's been one game. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. This one was kind of just a look what I want to throw in there real quick. But anyway, we're on to uh, the Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban. Damn, you know Jimbo. Uh, Jimbo told the Houston Touchdown Club that he was going to beat Nick Saban's ass while he was still at Bama. He did. Uh, yep. Nick Saban heard about it. He laughed, smiled, and said, in golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimbo doubled down a few weeks ago, and then he did it. The yep. absolute mad lad apps actually did it. Yep. Um, we should point out here, everyone's talking about that sh- the different streaks for Saban. You know, 24-0 against former assistants until this week. Had 100 straight wins against unranked teams while at Bama. Had not lost, and so it was to uh, last loss against the ranked team was to Louisiana Monroe in 2007. Uh, at which point in time, Kansas had a first place vote in the AP poll under Mark Mangino, and UConn was ranked mm-hmm. in football. Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, the, uh, we love to see that. Folks, the only Nick Saban streaks that I'm caring about are the ones in his damn underwear because this guy shit himself on television. I mean, folks. <laughs> Did you write that one down on Saturday night? No, I actually just thought of it the first time you said streaks. Um, so I, I'm. No, that's that's that one's too good for me to write down ahead of time. Last one, Florida State at North Carolina. Ryan, you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to 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 inform me here of what's going on. In this yeah, week. I already mentioned it, but it was just the Jumpman celebration. Okay, uh, yeah. just. Funny for North Carolina to get clowned. I mean, like, you you know you were down bad if, you know, Florida State is making fun of you in the ACC. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's got to be Jimbo Fisher, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the head- With an honorary mention to Spencer. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. All right, throwback game of the week brought to you by Qua- Quaaludes. There's nothing like a fucking Quaalude! <laughs> Man, there mm-hmm. are some there are some it really there are some really strong options here. <laughs> um, first up, Georgia at Auburn. Georgia just, I mean, it did. What Georgia does thirty four ten. Auburn scored an offensive touchdown, which is a step in the right direction. But this game was over literally as soon as it started. Yep, uh, nothing else to say, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, Penn State. At yeah, a- I mean, uh, Auburn could not win the football at all. Tank Bigsby. Shout out to Tank Bigsby, though, for scoring the first offensive touchdown against Georgia's first uh, first string defense this season. Yeah. And, uh, and that's at least something to And running for of. running for approximately 15 yards in the entire game. <laughs> um, Penn State at Iowa. We have covered extensively. This game was dog shit. Don't let anybody lie to you. It was bad. Um, it was cool. F- like 50% of the highlights <laughs> that the that the Big Ten posted were punts and tackles for loss. It's it's awful. Yeah, this it was is, cool. This it's is fun, dog yeah. shit. Uh, Wisconsin at Illinois. Um, the three quarterbacks in this game can Combined to go 21 of 53 for 167 yards, which is 3.2 yards per attempt. Um, no interceptions or no touchdowns in an interception. Uh, I don't think Arthur Sikowski is going to get the job done for Illinois, it seems. It's like. hard to say. It's really hard to say for sure. I think they're going to let him start the rest of the season and get that figured out. Yeah. I think uh, this, this Brandon Peters or Sikowski quarterback duel is truly <laughs> thrilling to watch, uh, as is the continued rise of Graham Mertz throughout the season. <laughs> Graham, Graham Mertz might be the worst Wisconsin quarterback since Barry Alvarez took took the uh, the head coaching job. This uh, dude is terrible. Joel Stave was worse. Joel Stave, Joel Stave, 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 Stave took him to a conference championship. 
Uh, Graham Mertz is not is no, not walking. It's a different, it's a different through that. The O line was better for Joel Stave. I think Graham Mertz is bad. I've come around to that, but He's, I do think this Wisconsin O line is the worst since Barry Alvarez took over. I think that a lot of their issues are Graham Mertz related, though. Like this dude just misses open passes pretty consistently. He's really bad. That's all can be true, but they also just can't run the damn ball the way they're used to. Sure. Like, like he shouldn't be like the Wisconsin offense used to be able to survive without a quarterback hitting open throws. Like <laughs> just like that, they really didn't even need it. It was kind of a bonus, yeah. and they just can't run this season, which is yeah. the worst part. Did you see that, in this game? But anyway, did you see that Jalen Berger was kicked off the team like immediately after this game? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he had a cave on post situation or what happened. Yeah, I, I don't know I don't what know. the deal is there. Uh, Jalen Berger, by the way, much like uh, Steel Chambers. Uh, should have always been playing defense in the first place. Yeah, uh, was not a running back. Yeah, uh, if someone should let him play like a walkout linebacker or like you know in the box safety situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be good. I hear that Ohio State is looking for those. Uh, UConn <laughs> at at UMass. <laughs> Ryan the Cumble. Um, UMass wins. <laughs> UMass UMass wins a football game. I really enjoyed the post game celebration video. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, um, yeah. UMass wins. Some of us profit off of it. Plus one thirty seven. By the way, uh, shout out to myself. God, God, <laughs> that's that's sickening. <laughs> this man's betting on UMass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the Minutemen. We got a few Minutemen followers uh, listening to the podcast, so Let's I'm go. sure those guys are pumped up right now. Yeah, um, those guys are probably losing their minds. Uh, yeah, UConn's worse, and I think we love to see that. We do. Yeah, uh, Wyoming at Air Force. I this one 24-14 win for Air Force. I do want to say Air Force is fucking good. Air Force is really, really. Yeah, what good. the hell is going on? Yeah, like Hazik Daniels at quarterback great. is awesome. Um, this offense is good in general. I think Air Force is a very serious contender for the the Mountain West Mount or uh, yeah Mountain Division. I think they're really good. I agree, especially for this win. I mean, Wyoming. This is a huge win for them. And, you know, I think what's the really funny part too is like. All the other troop schools hate Air Force. Yeah. Uh, you know, like not just on the field because they're just better than them, but also because apparently Air Force is like constantly <laughs> recruiting against Army and Navy mm-hmm. by saying, hey, if you come play for us, you don't have to actually shoot anybody. You just to hang out in a cool plane. <laughs> uh, and you don't have to go, you know, <laughs> like go shoot some 13 year old children in Iraq or whatever. Like yes. these, these freaks all want to do yeah. uh, in the Navy and the Army. And, uh, it's great. Uh, we love to see that happening. We love for Air Force to get away with that and uh, just, you know, make everyone red in the face and mad about it. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, Air Force, um, Air, Force is, keep doing it. Air Force's pitch <laughs> in recruiting is that if you go to Air Force, you can serve for two years and then they'll get you into the CIA and you can get that Havana Syndrome pension. <laughs> and that's drawing in five stars from all over the country. Um, yeah, it's working. We love that. We yeah. love that. Last one here, UCLA at Arizona. If you watched this game, you have to go to federal prison. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, three quarterbacks played in this game, and none of them could even beat seven yards in attempt on average. Uh, just everyone involved was absolutely awful. But uh, UCLA just ran the ball to Arizona's throat. I, of course, did not watch, but I'm just reading from the box score. Yep. Um, Patrick, what's your throwback game of the week? Oh, man, probably Penn State, Iowa, right? I think that's the 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 one that was most like, this is what they actually wanted the f- football to be like in the 90s and 80s yeah. and before that, whereas the other ones are, are less throwback and more like just shitty for the most part. This was the kind of game that, you know, would make uh, like a Woody Hayes or, or, some, or Bo Schembechler, one of these guys, like not attempt a forward pass for four weeks in a row after the quarterback threw two or three picks. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and we love it. <laughs> Iowa punted. Iowa kneeled the ball with two minutes left, knowing that it would have to punt, and it didn't hurt them even a little bit. Yeah, it was, that was actually 
incredibly cool to me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like intentionally not trying to get the first out. Like, yeah, fuck it. Might as well just punt. It's just, just pretty, pretty cool, dude. Li- could have just at least run the ball and tried, right? Like you don't have to throw the ball. You also, like, to- yeah. God. You have one of like the 10 or 15 best running backs in college football. Like Goodson's pretty goddamn good. What? No. What? I, I don't no. think he's elite, but he's like, he's in the outside of that range. He's not good. <laughs> This is pretty good. No, man. No. Whatever. Agree, disagree. We can move on. We don't have to get into it now. Oh, but my God. We have some other games to hit on rapid fire style. Yeah. Uh, Coastal whooped the shit out of Arkansas State. They, I, I they think keep you doing this. The reason I had this on here. Yeah, they yeah, keep doing yeah. it. I mean, they just keep killing bad teams. Uh, what is their... I'm pulling up their schedule super quick for the rest of the uh, of the year. I'm I, believe their next, play. I believe their next game is App State, and that's pretty much it. Uh, correct. It's they have this week off, and then on the twentieth, which yep. is a Wednesday. Wednesday, they play App State on ESPN two. Then they get Troy at home on a Thursday. Uh, then they get back to Saturdays playing Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Texas State, Southern Alabama. If they beat App on the road, uh, they are going twelve and zero. Yep, and should have a top ten finish this season. Yep, they're. I think they're going to beat App as well. This is a really good team, but they they keep doing what they're supposed to do. They they cover and they win and that's it uh stanford at arizona state i had a lot of fun well, watching hey, real, real, real quick, before, oh. before you before you hop in i, I want to talk about this game too but they did i think they are hurt by the fact that uh app did not close the miami game and yes Louisiana got killed by texas both yes. those are hurting uh coastal and they won't have a chance to make uh, like make any kind of because of basically Cincinnati and those two events they probably won't have any chance to make a uh a new year six game or anything like that yeah. which sucks but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and and I, I will also say Louisiana, and this is not, don't tell anybody that we said this because this is not the narrative that we're trying to push. Louisiana fucking sucks. This Louisiana yeah, team is not good. I'm pissed off at these guys. They kind of read their own press clippings too much. Yeah. Um, next up. Sta- being this podcast. Yes. Next up, Stanford <laughs> at Arizona State. Um, we were texting about this game as it was happening. I watched this at the yeah. gym on the treadmill. I had a lot of fun watching this. This Arizona State offense, when it wants to be, is really good. Patrick, what night did this game get played? Uh, Friday? Friday? No, no. <laughs> I'm thinking that we just... Uh, I'm going to cut his anyway, mic. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I really love to watch Rashad White play. Yeah. Um, I also like their backup running back, Deontay Trianum, who was an Ohio kid from Akron, um, who's a good player. He needs to hold on to the game football. He fumbles too much, mm-hmm. but he is a good player. Um, Rashad White is just like... Reminds me of like uh, Javante Williams. Uh, from North Carolina a little bit, and then sure. he just kind of likes to bully guys. Probably runs the contact a little too much, but it's we still love it. Yeah. Uh, they're cool, man. Jane Daniels eventually should start throwing some touchdowns at some point in the season, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> besides mm-hmm. that, they're great. Um, next game, Michigan State at Rutgers. Man, Kenny Walker Jr., the third or whatever he is. Yeah, uh, he's going crazy. He is killing guys. Yeah, that uh, that run he had, that ninety-eight yard touchdown run, or whatever it was, where he. You know, had a vicious stiff arm on the outside, bounced off like three tacklers, and then shook hands with his wide receiver as yeah. he was running down the field. Was incredible. Um, he is a badass man. He is just uh and imagine how much better Wake would be if they had this guy, right? They're already undefeated in the ACC, mm-hmm. and they could have had Kenneth Walker Jr. still on the roster. Yeah, shameful. Um, he, this was also with uh, with Jalen Naylor was the one he shook his hand. Jalen Naylor is also really good. Michigan State's offense is is. Tentatively good, I think, and I'm I'm I it it pains me to say that, but I am ready to think that Michigan State is at least probably a top twenty five caliber team. Uh, Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. Notre Dame fucking sucks. Notre Dame's really bad. 
<laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, Patrick, you and I are in a cursed position where we have to root for them every week to help Cincinnati get in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and they win we here. Can't. There's nothing we listen, can do about it. Listen, they win here, so it's a quality win for Cincinnati for another week, and that's that's all we have to say about it. Uh, do not. But look we at have the, to. But, but Patrick, listen, it's, it goes beyond that. You have a if you really care about G five football and you're not a fake ass fan, mm-hmm. you have a responsibility to keep rooting for Notre Dame every single week. That's right. Yeah, Notre Dame is a G five team. Also, it's in the independent, so we have to root for we have to root for Notre Dame. I hate to I hate to tell you this. Um, Cincinnati is hoping to be the next G five team to make the playoff after Notre Dame has done it a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, these teams stink, uh, except for Notre Dame, which is really good and uh, is a quality win. Virginia Tech needs to fire Justin Fuente. <laughs> it's it's time, it's time. Um, next up, we have LSU Kentucky. I think we talked about this one enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Just Kentucky ran the ball on LSU's throat. LSU sucks. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky rocks, and they're going to lose to Georgia this week. But they are going to cover. The line's like 22 and a half points, and they are going to cover that. Mm, we'll see. Uh, South Carolina at Tennessee. There's going to be six total possessions in the game. Sure, yeah. And, and Georgia's <laughs> going to score on all six of them. Uh, <laughs> South Carolina at Tennessee. Tennessee really looked good in the first half and then completely stopped playing in the second half, which was still enough for a 25-point win. Um, I think I'm ready to say that I, I don't think Shane Beamer is going to be that guy. I'll be honest. Hmm, it's not looking like you did have that one Beamer ball call that everyone was happy about. They had that fake punt, yeah. uh, which was cool, I guess. But uh, yeah, Tennessee kicked their ass. <laughs> they had 28 points in the first quarter, I believe. Josh Hamill keeps doing this, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, Tennessee's going to beat Bama on October 23rd. You heard it here first. Um, we're looking into it more and more each week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. West Virginia at Baylor. Baylor crushes West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia is not good. <laughs> not- Man, what's up with these guys? Is it just losing their coordinator? Or it, I mean, like it seems like that's certainly not helping. And Baylor, it, I have to say, I mean, not that we like Dave Aranda or anything, but I am pretty impressed by how well Baylor has done this year and turned it around pretty quickly. Um, they are now five and one. They're only lost on the road at Oklahoma State. Uh, they have two big games next two weeks getting, uh, or rather, they get BYU at home this week, then a bye week, then Texas at home. Um, if they can win one of these two, they're probably going to finish the year like nine and three and rank. Yeah. 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 Good for them. I, yeah, absolutely. Um, Northern Illinois at Toledo. I have to talk my shit about NIU real quick. Uh, this team, this team rocks. I, I'm I'm very happy for Thomas Hammock and for for NIU in general. I think this is one of your MAC favorites right now, along with Kent State, which is insane to say. the uh, The youth movement that they that they did last season is working very well, and uh, Jason Candle needs to get fired. This guy stinks. This guy is not good. Get him out of here. It's yeah. time to hire Kerry Combs. It is. I said that in my <laughs> newsletter today. They should hire Kerry Combs. It would work. <laughs> I didn't have a chance to read it yet. It yes. Incredible. Yes, just, absolutely. Uh, great it, minds thinking alike. Yes. Uh, Virginia at Louisville. Louisville keeps losing the exact same game. <laughs> just Scott Satterfield, oh, is, he's trapped in this in this uh, this twilight zone where he just has to play this the is, same game over and over. going to be a mean thing to say, but he's just a poor man, Scott Frost. God. God. Yeah, man, man. Um, yeah, that's that's tough. Ball State at Western Michigan. Uh, disregard. Do not pay any attention to this result. It doesn't mean anything. Ignore it. Forty-five twenty home loss for Western Michigan. And Patrick mm-hmm. wants you to believe these guys are good. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's I'm it's, sorry, man. It's not worth worrying about. 
I'm sorry. Fraud alert. We got a fraud alert. It's not worth worrying about. Don't worry about it. It's fine. They'll, they'll still win. Uh, they'll still win six or seven <laughs> games in the MAC. Who cares? Uh, UTSA at Western Kentucky, and then I, I actually have one more that's not on the list that I will add after this. But UTSA at Western Kentucky. UTSA fifty-two. Western Kentucky forty-six. This was a blast. Hey, this this was a blast. I was I was excited for this game all week, and sure enough, it delivered. UTSA has now won in every single way a team can possibly win. It's won shootouts. It's won close, like low scoring games. It has held on to fourth quarter leads. It has come back. It has blown teams out. This is a Rank damn these guys. Dude. Yeah, this is a damn ranked? good football team. They're just really good. I, they, I think that there's a decent chance that they win out. I it, they're really good. They can win in every single way. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely slow. These guys are not ranked yet. I mean, they have uh, they've done everything you could possibly ask them to do. Like you said, they, they've blown out several teams now. Uh, they're two big games against Illinois and Memphis. They won both of those on the road, no less. They just beat West Kentucky on the road, who is competitive with P5 teams every week this season. Um, they're going to have a tough time kind of making their mark. I think they got to beat UAB at home to have a chance to like get any attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, even that is like minimal, but they should be going 12 and 0. Like They're going to be favored every game for the rest yeah. of the way. Yep. Uh, last one here, also in the University of Texas school district. Uh, UTEP is five and one. They're not any good. Like they've beaten bad teams, but I do want to shout UTEP up, UTEP out specifically because that's an impossible job, and they just have to beat one of Rice or North Texas to make a bowl game, and that's awesome. That kicks ass. Like that's <laughs> that's uh, that's very cool, and I'm very happy for them that they're going to get to presumably go to a bowl game. Um, if they beat Louisiana Tech at home in a night game this weekend they would get to clinch it in front of what I would imagine is going to be a, a fairly uh, busy crowd, at least for relative to UTEP, and that that rocks. I, I'm all in on, on bowl. Who's the coach there again? It's Dana Dimmel. Oh, man. Yeah, Kansas State that's right. legend. That's, it's Dana Dimmel's Dimsdale Dimmedown that we talked about in the preseason. That's right. Yeah, so shout out <laughs> shout out to UTEP. I uh, I really enjoyed the post-game like, videos and, and pictures out of there. It's uh, They're having a good time, and they, they deserved a season like this, even just as, as sort of a a break from the the misery that they have endured. <laughs> Hell yeah, I got nothing else to say. All right, Ryan, let's uh, let's let's get out of here. We will we will do this again on. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday morning with a preview podcast. And we've got a, I believe we've got a guest coming on the preview podcast. Look forward to that. We've yeah. got uh, we've got something coming. We should also mention. I know we talked about it very briefly, but um, by the time our our listeners hear this podcast, will probably be Tuesday morning. By the time most of you get it, I mean it'll come out Monday night, but. Yeah, you'll probably listen to it Tuesday, you freaks. But uh, App State plays Louisiana Tuesday night, seven thirty ESPN two. Yes. It is a G five helmet game. You guys got to watch it. It's gonna be a really good football game. Yeah. Uh, I think App State's gonna win. I do. Too. Um, but I still am looking forward to watching because it's a Tuesday night, and what else am I gonna watch? Yeah, Tuesday <laughs> night. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the that's the pitch. All right, Ryan, I will see you on Wednesday, and uh, listeners, we will see you on Thursday. Uh, that's right.